another episode of Reptile Fight Club. I'm Justin Julander, and I am your host this evening, or morning, or whatever time it may be. When is what? Um, and here with me is Mr. Chuck Poland. Say hello to the people, Chuck. Hey ho, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, so things good. Things are good. Getting snowed on. What yeah, I know you don't know what that is. Well, I know we I am aware of a thing Lots called of snow, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> I guess you did grow up where it snows. Okay, yes. So, yes. Yeah. I left there and never came back. But <laughs> but we yeah. are getting dumped on it. It's wonderful. It's nice. nice and light and fluffy. Good powder. Heading up tomorrow to carve a few tracks. You just hillside. took the took the question and ran with it right out of my mind. I was gonna ask if <laughs> You were oh, shredding yeah. the slopes this weekend. Nice. Heck yeah. Yeah, my in-laws are going to come up on Saturday. We're going to go out uh, doing a little skiing with them. So nice. hopefully it comes back. I guess it usually does. So it'll be good. We picked up my daughter. She came home from Costa Rica, so that was exciting. All right. Get, good to have her back. All the Julenders are back yep. in CONUS now, huh? Almost, yeah. Well, they were all back in the U.S., yeah. Yes, that's... CONUS? That's, yes. CONUS, Continental United States. <laughs> oh, CONUS, You've yes, never heard bro. that? I have not. All right. Not well, that's a that very... Way. I guess maybe Sorry. that's a military... That's a military. I don't know. I, to me, I, that's how I've heard it, but I guess I've always kind of heard it around uh, military okay. people, okay. so... It's good maybe. to know. Good yeah, to know. there you go. CONUS. Yeah. If somebody says all CONUS right. to you, they're not trying to, not trying to call you a, a name or something. So. You, don't, you military people and all your abbreviations. Hey, your acronyms. acronyms. Dude, I, you know what? I th- and tonus and tonus. Yeah, I, th- I think the acronym thing is a little a little out of hand because even I'm like, oh. I, I like literally have to like take an acronym and like associate it to like, okay, what are we talking about here? And then like take each letter and like try to figure out what it would be, you know, because yeah. there is, they just over acronym everything <laughs> and it's like it's nuts. grossly ridiculous. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Listening so. to him talk. It's like almost, yeah, we, we deal with a few, uh, you know, government employees and, and government employees do it a lot too. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah we anytime do. we have a military government employee, like it's, it's pretty crazy when we're dealing with somebody from like one the of government. the military, yeah. uh, research groups or whatever, you know, they're always using all sorts of, yeah. Funny names and weird stuff and they're doing dumb shit. That's us. Yeah. Yep. Welcome to RFC. Uh, I'm with CP, and I'm JJ, and we'll uh, get underway. <laughs> wow, that was pretty good. Nah, that was yeah, pretty good. They were pretty pretty short acronyms. We need bigger yeah. ones, I guess, if you want to sound legit. Well, AEHCCE has uh, looks like they got lots of copies in hand. Uh, did you catch that one? Australian Australasian <laughs> Lapids Husbandry Captive Care and Ecology <laughs> Jesus Scott man Iper um, <laughs> I I saw that it's uh it's available on uh, Amazon now I did US, see that so that's awesome I need to I need get to your copy copy um, I know me too <clears throat> yeah I I think they've kind of sold out all their copies or I, I think they have a, they said they had a few left in in Australia so they got like a truckload or. Scott about blew his tires out, uh, bringing all the copies home. So I know that feeling, and I know the wonderful joy you're going through now, Scott and Ty, of boxing all those books up and sending them out to everybody that's ordered one. 
It's a it's a barrel of it's, monkeys. It's, it's a, a laborious gift that you're giving. Uh, yes, yes. So congratulations on the release of that book. I, I think we might have mentioned that before, but I thought I'd mention that there are copies available. I think Eco's got a few. Um, so that's uh, who I'll be buying it through. Um, I think I'm I'm waiting to see if I get like Christmas money or something that I have to spend on something because I I never know what I need. I I just uh, you know I did pick up a generator though, so that's going to be a nice little nice piece of equipment that I have in my back pocket in case you know we lose power with all the snow or something. I can heat the reptile room and it's getting cold, so uh, I had to turn on the heater in the reptile room. It's you know got down into the 60s or maybe even the high 50s overnight so yeah it's a little little chilly for my taste in there so yeah bumped up the heat a little bit and we've got everybody kind of going through their winter slowdown so that's been a little nice kind of slowing things down in the reptile room pairing yeah. things up getting things together paired up some pygmy pythons i need to throw some other stuff together got the jungles paired up need nice. to pair up some inlands but i guess they can go anytime uh the blackheads seem to be at it and doing good and need to throw some womas together too but yeah tis the season huh look at you yeah that's a lot i'm kind of behind the times i think i probably should have thrown them together earlier but what do you uh, do you're Slow not you're not out time. yet yeah i think you're all that's right. true that's true so but it would be nice. nice to get a few more womas and blackheads this year than last year <laughs> yeah it goes better but yeah, the the inlands are doing really well, man. There's some that are turning out really nice. So yeah, I saw that holdback um, you uh, you posted on oh, the chat. Man. Nuts, dude! That thing's crazy. <laughs> I know. It really, really will really will be a crazy <clears throat> animal. So yeah. exciting. I mean, it exciting. just went through just went through that shed. So I'm hoping it's yeah. going to keep developing nicely like that. Cause yeah. yeah, it's, it's funny. Cause you kind of look at them you're like, Oh, okay. That, that one looks all right. And then you, then it sheds. You're like, Oh wow. Yeah. And then yeah. another one sheds. You're like, Oh wow. That one. Yeah. <laughs> but so I'm, I'm just keeping back two males. I, I may even just keep the one. I don't know. I'm trying to see how, how I feel, but, um, I'm getting through the list. I guess there's no rush because I can't really ship until it yeah. warms up a little bit, or at least after the holidays. You know, I I don't mind shipping as much. You know, as long as it's not too crazy cold, but like as long as it's going somewhere a little warmer, or yeah, or you know, it's not crazy weather going on, then it's, it's yeah. A I, f- I feel to ship in the I, I in feel the like winter, then yeah. I feel like my hardest thing is it's like usually find a ship here it's usually like the connecting hub in indianapolis or like you know wherever the where wherever that connecting hub is that's where i like look at those temperatures where the box is going to kind of sit for a while or whatever um that's where i that's where i kind of worry but yeah it's i never really have much of an issue and it's like I could ship out of here most, you know, winter, summer, and not use a heat pack or anything insulated. But I just worry, mm-hmm. like in the in, in the interim. But at, at, you know, at the same time too, like I and and you know, I think you need to be responsible about it. And you you know, but I think oh, yeah. a lot of people freak out about you know it, with an insulated box, and 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 it depends on the species. Definitely depends on the species. Um, stuff that's you know most carpets it, they'll do all right, man. I, I think you know you can ship into cooler weather uh, fairly safely with carpets. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm kind of yeah, with think you. I'd on rather that. ship it when it's when it's cold than when it's hot. You know, hands down. Yeah, hands down. Yeah. No no argument there. 
So, hey, I man. I shipped a, 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 che- a, an adult pair of brettles, and they got to their location, and they were like, the guy's like, oh, they're dead. They're, they're like, frozen. And they got lost. You know, they were, they were in transit for a few days. And he got them. He's like, oh, yeah, they're totally gone. And I'm like, dang. And so I'm trying to figure, you know, I'll get them a refund or, you know, whatever. And then... Like he's he came home from work and they were crawling around the cage. I'm like, yeah. it's a good thing he put him in the cage, you know. Like, you know, he, I think he put the box in the cage and then kind of left it open and then he came home. And they were crawling around just fine. Sure. It's like, never mind. They're 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 out and about and they're happy. So I, I mean, I, crazy I, and that's what I'm saying is like I think people discount the 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 metabolic shutdown that these animals do when it gets really cold. Um, you know, they can get really really lean as far as uh you know body metabolism so but but i wouldn't go mucking around with losing animals in in the mail around christmas time in winter in north america on a regular basis just to test that theory or anything that's 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 uh yeah that's bollocks but yeah conus you don't want to be shipping in conus during dude dude Dude, <laughs> Conus don't play. Uh, good stuff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, well, I got to pick out my male diamond python, so I got a pair waiting for uh, waiting for it to warm up a bit, or also to slow down with the holiday shipping. So that'll be nice to have a new project. And uh, that's badass. That a little bit. So yeah, yeah. you'll love them, dude. Yeah, they're so fun. Yeah, so fun. Yeah, yeah I freak. I need to probably. Uh, as always, I need to move out a few animals. I'm sure yeah. I need to <laughs> list a few for sale or there's some locally as pets. Yeah, my my temperature graph is slowly tightening towards those lower temperatures, and so the mm-hmm. the the daytime high and the low time low are getting getting down there. And and I had mm-hmm. uh, I had my male diamond it just was like in the corner of the cage, hadn't moved in like three days. And I was kind of like, I'm a little <laughs> concerned. Like, are you okay? And um, the other the other day, it was very cold. And I said, uh-huh. you know, I'm just gonna the 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 female. She's like, nope, into the into the hide where all the moss is and is like buried and like she's you know, she's probably yeah. uh, experiencing maybe the 60s, the low 60s in that area, but. I was just like, yeah, I'm going to pull this guy inside. And I just threw him in a <coughs> tub in the house for the night and uh, mm-hmm. let him kind of, you know, warm up to whatever the low in our house is at night, which isn't super high. But mm-hmm. and then just put him back out. And, and and then he went right into a hide and I haven't seen him. So, you know, it's like, oh, okay. you know, it's like that that whole thing yeah. we talk <laughs> about with like the Terry thing about reptiles making good decisions. And, you know, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if yeah. he was fine, and he's just that? like, yeah, he's like, hey, uh, what are you doing? I was, I was good, or whether you know, <laughs> yeah, um, like finally, yeah. it's it's the temperature I want. And yeah, and go and, pulling and, him out. You know, it's like, or if he's just sitting there going, dirt, dirt, dirt. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I don't know what to do. I'm outside. Exactly. Yeah. And he was really cold, and he didn't even mm. try to bite me, which is grossly <laughs> uncharacteristic for him. So. That guy is like. So, ah. Did you just get a? Did you just get the the? the uh, I mean, usually diamonds are pretty laid back, right? I mean, did oh you just man, get the no, these two are the draw. Or well, what? so so they're um, 
they came from Todd. Maybe that's the yeah. Reason. That's the problem. Everything <laughs> I've ever gotten from those like they're like no, psychotic exotics is not just a name. It's a lifestyle. Rah! You know what I mean? They're yeah. like yeah, like the the I've got uh, albino variegata from him, and they are the biggest. Like it, you get it, it, the minute they figure out that somebody's in that cage. The flattest head you've ever seen, and they're just psychos, like (laughs) spazzing out, like flipping out, striking at everything. Like, and you can get them out and you can handle them, but it's like, Uh you know, both of both the diamonds and the variegata that once you get them out, you can handle them, but they're like, they may take that opportunity to just like turn their head and fucking latch on to yeah. you and they do not let go and they're like <laughs> then then they get all pissed and they start rapping you and pulling and it's like you punk so you know <laughs> then you got to get them with the yeah. warm water treatment and they'll let go uh, after that and they're fine but it's just like yeah, er, yeah every every time and it's cool I, I you know me i don't mind a feisty snake but it's like <laughs> you know yeah Definitely. Uh, that's that's uh yeah, I'm hoping uh Terry uh has a little bit calmer animals, I guess yeah. we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> but well, you know, I, I they're they're here to stay, so I'm not too worried about their temperaments, you know. I'm yeah. Not, and and I don't you know, I don't handle my about. stuff a ton a ton and yeah. I mean I would say my tracier are like calmer than than the carpets <laughs> most of the carpets that I keep. Even the big coastals will take a swipe at me. Um yeah. I just don't I don't trust I just don't trust them. Like I don't handle them a lot and mm-hmm. I just don't like fully trust them, especially because those coastals are huge. Um, yeah. and I do not want to get bit by those things. Yeah. Like, that, that doesn't seem appealing. Yeah. No, to get, not take at a all. Big bite from those. Yeah. Nope. Yep. Good times. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Um, yeah, I get, I, uh, just aside from pairing stuff up and, Shipping out a few books and posters still. It's been pretty, uh, pretty normal. So nice. That's good. Good times. Good times. Yeah. I guess if anybody wants a copy of the book or a, or a poster that of the carpet pythons, uh, hit me up. I think there's still time before the holidays. Uh, if depending on when this comes out, I guess. But yeah, uh, shameless plug. If you're uh, interested, shoot me an email. Um, you can find my info at uh, australiandiction.com. But still a little bit of time. And I don't know, not to toot my own horn, but uh, I'll, I'll just toot Nick's horn because, you know. Toot, that's, toot. That's right. <laughs> toot, toot. Um, the, uh, the more complete carpet python, I would uh, recommend the book. <laughs> it's, we put a lot of work into it and had some fun with it so i hope uh i need to get some more feedback from people we got to have somebody on to see get get some fights going about uh how the taxonomy splits we made and see see what you know how it's being received over in australia i need to catch up with uh um, some folks over there too so one of these days i don't know not a lot of talking on the phone time i suppose um that's nick's job yeah all right. Well, what do you think? You ready to fight? Yeah. What do we uh, do? We have a. Oh my gosh! There's stuff going on in my house. Oh man! You're um, doing some construction yeah, I, over there. No. It, well, one would think that's what it sounds like between between the dogs and my family, just you know, barreling <laughs> through the house. Smashing. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I'm recording well, I guess we over can, here. Uh, we can maybe we can do this at the end, but we're planning on doing a holiday show next week. So I guess depending on when you hear this, uh, look us up on uh, YouTube for the for the holiday show. I don't know. Last year we we didn't do one, but NPR and the Austra- Aussie Herp podcast, and I think another group did it. <laughs> we're like, man, we're we're missing out on the fun. We better yeah. do a holiday show. So we'll have a few uh, guests and uh, get some. Get some good times rolling for the holidays to kind of finish out the year, and then uh, get some shows going for next year uh, in the new year. So yeah, stay tuned. We'll dress break. Justin up like a reindeer. It'll be live, so you can you can see and him. And you're you're gonna be an elf, right? Is that's that, correct. That's that is correct. There we go. Yes. Okay. Yes. I will be an elf, or I will dress up as Mrs. Claus. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did enjoy uh, the NPR holiday show. I guess we can talk about that at the end. Yeah, let's let's yeah. go. Let's, ahead. let's go. Let's, ahead and let's fight. talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I'm fire. I'm amped up. I'm. Fired are you? Up. Are you? Um, Put your dukes up. <laughs> we're gonna up, talk son. about uh, talk about the fuzzy critters today. The feeders, and the question I thought is: you were talking about the Mac and Wookies. The Mac and Wookies. Should you breed your own Mac and Wookies or should you buy frozen Mac and Wookies? Oh man! So frozen feeders versus breeding your own, which I is better? You, well, you have to buy an oversized freezer to fit your Mac and Wookies. <laughs> That's bigger. True. They have to you be need, bigger than the freezer to put your Podfathers in. Eric. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's correct. That's correct. You need so. a Mac and Wookie size freezer to yeah. uh, store your frozen yeah. Mac and Wookies. All right. This is not a threat towards Owen. We are talking about feeders today, and if it's That's better correct. to breed your own or buy them frozen. All right, well, let's uh, let's give the the coin an old toss around. See what uh, side you want to pick here. So go ahead and mm. call it. Let's see if your luck carries over to this week. Heads. It is heads. Nice. The luck of Chuck. I nice. guess your December is your month. Nice. <laughs> you got the. The lucky streak this month. Well, what do you think? You want to say yay, breed your own, or nay, buy them? So, um, because I am a man who has bred my own, but I currently do not, I will take the no, you shouldn't breed your own rodent side of the of the argument. And and I know since you do breed your rodents, okay. this 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 kind of makes sense with me. So. Um, and of course, as yeah. you know, in in, in typical fashion, you make. You don't even first. need to say it. Please I don't. Don't I even know. say it. Yeah. No. Hey, and and cheer, on, cheers, man. cheers, come cheers on, to, cheers to the holiday show, <laughs> and thank you for having great chemistry with me, Justin. We we do. I I agree with those guys. We have <laughs> good is. chemistry. We do we do well together. So cheers, my friend. We do. All right. No, this is I've I've really enjoyed doing this show with you. So yeah, we'll we'll save the sappy stuff for later. But yeah, all right, fair enough. Fair enough. Put your dukes up. Get to work. Let's go. Yeah, you make this show, man. All right. Well, I'm gonna come out. You know, swinging with the obvious thing. It's so much cheaper to breed your own rodents. you basically pay for the, you know, for your, eh, I guess you're, you're paying a little bit for your time. You know, you got to put some time into it, but, uh, you're, you're paying for the supplies and around here, you know, I'm, I'm picking up supplies at the local feed store. So, you know, a bag of shavings is maybe 12 bucks and I have to maybe use, uh, three of them a month. So, 
you know, not too bad. And then um, food, uh, I think the the feed store I get it from has their own line of rodent chow. And so I buy, you know, kind of like that's the, the staple for a lot of them. And then I, bre- I buy the Missouri, a bag of Missouri uh, rodent block, the, the breeder block, and, and use that for my breeder rodents. But um, so, you know, it's, uh, you know, the ro- the the feed costs have gone up. And so I, I imagine that's why the price of frozen rodents has gone up tremendously lately, too. So uh, and. And then, uh, well, I'm going to start out there. So, okay. you know, the costs of, uh, I mean, you have to have a place to put them, but you know, the house that we got has a, has a place. And so, uh, it may not be ideal right now, especially after the, and I, I probably would have been happy to take the other side because right now I'm dealing with rodent McGidden and, uh, I just had to go out there before we started recording and switch out the lines because, a couple rogue uh, rats are still loose, although I believe I've got them all now. <laughs> I, I said that you last said week. that last episode, just so we're I you did. know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. but I, <laughs> uh, go ahead. Yeah, if you want to? Well, in here. I but mean, I, I I think that's the the main draw for me is is having a, a lower cost. You know, cheap. It's it's a lot yeah. more cost effective to uh, breed your own. Yeah, I mean, I think I think um, my you know my big like blah with rodents is just the amount of work. It's a it's a constant amount of work to stay on top of them. They get you know they're obviously stinky, stinky animals, and if you do not stay on top of that, it gets you know it gets overwhelmed. The smell can get overwhelming. You know, you, you really, for your own health, need to do it in a very ventilated area, which requires, like you said, you, you're fortunate enough to have, you know, uh, uh, you know a, a disattached area, a barn or whatever, uh, you know, storage area where you can do it. Um, and, you know, there is that, that additional resource cost because you're, you're buying the, the, the food and you need to build the racks or make the racks and, and you know, you've got um, water that needs to be changed or you need to invest in a watering system that works. And, um, you know, you're, you're constantly kind of having to do that upkeep. So I, you know, I, I, I agree with you that, you know, there's a convenience there on the back end with always having available rodents uh, of all sizes, which is just fantastic part of, of Hey, you your took own. my next, uh, my next point. Oops. <laughs> You're anyway. nipping my points in the bud here. No, uh, I'm sure but, everybody saw but, that coming. But I do, but I do definitely think, you know, there's, there's, you know, Yes, I, I I agree with you that that you know the the cost of buying your own rodents is definitely subject to market fluctuations. But you know, just like feeding yourself, I mean, it gets expensive to feed yourself. Uh, it gets expensive to feed other things. Like the cost of everything is going up. So you know, it's it's mm-hmm. to me, it's kind of just like, well, yep, that's the price of doing business. Um, and and you know, I, I think when those costs are high. Um, you, you can kind of look at, um, well, how, you know, how many people, am am I breeding this year? Am I, how many rodents do I need to feed? You know, how, you know, you really can start Mm -hmm. to look at, um, you know, 
what your invested necessary cost is. And I think with how we tend to overfeed stuff, it's easy to, you know, feed too much or to buy too much. Uh, and I, and I've done that in the past where I, I bought a bunch of frozen stuff and, and I, you know, feel like, man, what I'm, I, I miscalculated this cause I'm, you know, well over six months with frozen stuff and I still have it. And I'm like, ah, I should have, I should have done a better job at, at calculating what I needed here. Um, so I think what I would say is, is as long as you can calculate your efficiency, um, and you know, um, there, you know, you can find, and I guess I would, the other thing I would say is that the closer, if you can find somebody breeding and selling rodents closer to you, uh, which, you know, a lot of people do their own startup kind of rodent thing. And if you can find a supplier who's close to you, that is definitely a way that you can cut some of those costs out, uh, especially in the shipping department uh, for, for, you know, buying your own rodents. Um, and, you know, for me, I, I agree with you that, you know, having having feeders always available is nice, but just being able to go out to my freezer, pick out what I need, thaw it out and feed it off and not have to do anything else is the, you know, no stinky garage, no, you know, extra anything I need to do to have to that extra money I'm paying. I'm paying to somebody else for the problem. Right. And maybe if my collection was bigger, you know, if I had a big collection, then maybe some of that starts to make, you know, the, the calculation starts to change. But I think for mm-hmm. most people, you know, their collection is modest enough that, you know, that it's, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, kind of how you want to slice it. Do you want to do the extra work or do you just want to pay somebody else to do the extra work? And I think, you know, for where I am in my life and, and, you know, for God's sakes, I'm, I'm almost dead. So my time is precious to me. Uh, I, I will just pay somebody else to, to, to do that. Right. Yeah. Cause you know, every okay. second counts for me. <laughs> That's good. Um, <laughs> nearly dead Chuck here. Yes. Uh, well, don't die yet. We still got to finish the show, but, um, <laughs> I, I would say, you know, they're, they're, you're right. I mean, there there is a little bit of a convenience there, but it can also become an inconvenience because if you buy too many of one size and then you and then your animals grow beyond that size, you're sitting on something and it's taking up space in a freezer, and and um, you you know you run the risk of having it get freezer burn or, or go bad, you know, whatever, lose quality, lose nutrients or whatever, you know, in the freezer, and so. You know, I think I think sometimes you can lose money uh, that way as well by by not being able to use what you bought because you didn't plan well, or like you said, you know, maybe you took too long to feed it off or didn't feed it off quickly enough, and so it's uh, it's getting freezer burned as you're as you're waiting. Um, also, a lot of the the rodent companies ship it in like Ziploc bags. You know, they're not like. Uh, when I freeze down extra or surplus rodents, I can use one of those vacuum sealers and, and yeah. you know do it upright and have have more quality frozen rodents and stuff like that. Um, and and I found that I you know I, I I've I've 
done a lot of uh, rodent sales. Like I'll sell frozen rodents. Mm-hmm. Not so much anymore. I haven't really advertised it, and I kind of got sick of doing that, meeting people and stuff to sell yeah. them. So you know, I'm not really helping my case there. But you, you know, you can you can make some extra money selling off your surplus rodents. And and I I had a uh, you know when there's kind of ma and pa pet stores a lot of times you can just take in a load to them and either trade for goods or or sell them off and you know have store credit or get cash in hand you know walk out selling your selling your feeders that way too um and i you know i've had requests from different even rodent breeders in the state have said hey if you have extras enough extras you know let me know i might want to buy them from you that kind of thing so there's all there seems to be an ever present need for feeders because Mm -hmm. the job kind of sucks so you're right i mean it is stinky it is a pain but i you know once you get a good system you can get it down to you know maybe for for my rodent collection i spend maybe two hours if there's if there's no complications you know no no loose rats chewing on water water uh lines then it then it takes me maybe uh you know an hour or two at the most now you know winter presents a problem i've been having to worry about frozen uh you know hoses you know if water gets in there and it freezes you know you're not able to fill up your reservoirs for the rodent uh the watering systems or something that's been a pain i had to spend a lot of time trying to thaw out a hose that was outside you know that was long enough and and one of my faucets up front doesn't work so i had to buy some like little covers for the outdoor faucet so i could turn them on during the winter it's that's kind of that was a bit of a struggle last week but you know once i got it figured out and i got the hose thawed out and in in a you know drain it out and put it in the garage or something it's not a big deal but yeah. there are those added hassles but you know i think the risk of wasting uh frozen rodents it, you know it happens i think it happens yeah. to most people you know you you don't need that size anymore or, or if you do you're feeding something that's way too big something way too small or trying to feed something um, small, you know, something too large for it or something like that, just trying yeah. to, you know, use up what you have. So that's another risk of, of buying. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think probably some of the, the the issues, and usually I agree with you, you can get a system going down pretty well, but, I you know, I always had issue, um, sometimes watering issues where the Edstrom valves would uh, would continue to leak and the, the tub would uh, flood yeah. and, and um, you know, like obviously any type of escaped rodents, not good, uh, especially yeah. where I live, you know, like, I mean, you know, there's an escape uh, rodent's not in my yard, it's in my neighbor's yard and I, I don't need that. Yeah. I don't need that smoke. Um, and... Um, you know, I think probably my biggest frustration was I was breeding rodents in my garage and it's not a, um, a, a, an air conditioned or, or a climate controlled, uh, environment. And, and so I would, and, and, you know, there, there is, um, 
kind of a, you know, I, I found a system that worked that like when it would, you know, I would, I would freeze all of my excess, uh, live stuff that, that didn't get fed off. And I would save it for when the summer got so hot, uh, that my, uh, my colonies shut down. And that's a big issue with breeding rodents is they need to be kept cool. Otherwise they get too hot. They will shut down and you will, y- your production completely resets until they get back into a, a thermal regime that is, it works for them, uh, which, you know, that, that can totally suck. Um, yeah. and so, you know, there, there's definitely kind of that, you know, it's, it goes to a convenience thing, whereas I don't deal with that anymore. I just I just have to make sure that what I'm buying is, you know, sized right and the quantities are right. And it's really kind of a it's really kind of a going through your your collection and kind of, you know, making, you know, uh, measuring twice and cutting once, uh, I believe, is the phrase that might kind of apply here. Um, so, you know, I, I just, I think for me having, you know, as I said, old guy, not a lot of time left, uh, on this earth, uh, I would rather spend it, you know, doing animal, you know, doing, doing snake stuff rather than doing rodent stuff. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you for that, uh, second reminder of your mortality. And, you know, that was, that's good to remember Chuck is very old. Now, That's correct. You know, I'm I, I'm not going to tell you I'm the same age because I like to think I have a lot more years left than Chuck's making it. Aren't you older than me? You're older than me. You are. You definitely are older than me. Which just um, means I am facing my mortality much better than you are. That's but according I mean. to the NPR folks, I'm I'm an android, so I will never die. I will what? Continue. <laughs> Yeah, so you are a sweet lady DDP fueled android rock climbing fool. Yep, that's right. So I agree with that. Um, (laughs) I I think another big thing too that I you know realized pretty quick when I tried to get frozen rodents for my early collection was that Heidi did not want frozen rodents in her freezer touching her food. You know, so you know you have to worry about getting an. your own freezer to store those rodents, unless you have a very understanding wife. Or well done. You're getting out in front of my next point here. Well that's, done. Yeah, that's uh, that's another expense. You know, you got to buy a freezer and and uh, find a place for it and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Now, I mean, you have to do that too if you're freezing down your excess uh, from your live collection. Um, I did find that uh, I, I bought a, a CO2 tank. From the local like air, you know, supply place. Air, air yeah, supply. West Air, Sa- yeah, sailing away, you know, air gas. Kind of, but uh, <laughs> yeah, one of those air gas shops or whatever. Um, and I got the tank, and I mean, I bought the tank probably in 2015, and it's still yeah. going strong. Like yeah. I use it maybe once every few, you know, few weeks. Was it something. like a 25 pound tank? Is it a? Uh, it's it's about three foot tall. Yeah, it's probably about a twenty-five. Yeah, Yeah. fifty pounds, like maybe the four-footer or something like that. Uh huh. Those are fifty. It was. I mean, the tank wasn't too bad. I mean, it was what one hundred and fifty bucks or something. Yeah, that's not bad. And then that's not bad. The regulator was maybe another fifty or something. So it wasn't too terrible, and that's been really nice because I can, you know, just uh, I just 
can uh, gas them instead of having to euthanize them another way or, or feed live. So that's really convenient. But it's yeah, it's lasted me a lot longer than I thought it would. I thought I'd at least have to take in the tank to get it refilled, you know, with CO two or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's a, a, a an approved humane method for rodent euthanasia. So yeah, that's a, a nice thing to have. So you know the having that aspect of it um makes that makes that that aspect or that idea of having to euthanize the rodents yourself not too overwhelming or terrible um see i just let somebody else have the blood on their hands mine are already euthanized and they're you know neatly packed and it's like going to the fun that blood blood yeah it's like going to the store and buying chicken rather than slaughtering the chicken yourself and gutting it and doing all that so you know I don't gut my yeah. rodents, so yeah, no. I know that. I'm just saying. Just, <laughs> no, I'm you, you get, you, yeah. You, yeah, you, yeah, you, I, you I know what I'm saying. Point. You know what I'm yeah. saying. But you know that. So I guess you know the freezers kind of sixes because you probably need one too if you're breeding your own rodents for the yeah. excess. And it, you know it is like you said. There is kind of some ebb and flow of of their production, and so you have to count on that. And I do freeze, you know, different sizes so I have them available when the the colonies kind of slow down um so you know that that can be a good thing you can make your own frozen rodents so you can kind of have the best of both worlds there and then if you know something dramatic happens you could have some saved up but the other the other challenge there is you got to kind of cycle through your older stuff you know or or sell it or you know get rid of uh sell it before you it becomes an issue or something but um, so, you know, there is that challenge and, and sometimes you end up throwing stuff out, uh, that way too. So it's not, not the, the perfect system necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think, uh, what was the, oh, you mentioned the Edstrom valves and I had that same problem. I switched over to a different type of valve that I got from triple L and they have been solid. I haven't had a single leak due to a leaky valve or due to them sticking stuff up in the valve or whatever. So huge. Yeah. A dream. So huge. I mean, there is nothing worse than smelling that. Yeah. And you know it. You know it. You know it when you walk in there and you're like, oh, "Oh, shit. And then you got to pull out a tub that's probably like full of what. And and I I actually, you know, I've, I've been thinking up a system of, you know, having some some kind of uh, riveted holes or something where you mm-hmm. have a metal surrounding a hole and then um, so you can drain it so it's not going to fill up with water and then having like a system of of uh, rain gutters or something on the back side of the tank so it leaks into that and then you know flows into a bucket yeah. that has one of those like sensors I just hate it because rats are so good at chewing like if you give them an edge surface to get their teeth on it does not it almost doesn't matter like you could have aluminum it doesn't they will chew through that shit eventually yeah that's you know that is another risk of breeding your own rodents is them chewing and getting out and you yeah. know I, I definitely <laughs> I'm experiencing the pain of that right now and yeah and uh but I and and during uh, COVID, there was a shortage on on the pans that I use that I get from uh, Lowe's or whatever. Yeah, you just and, use like or, concrete or mixing pans. Or, yeah, yeah, yep, for the rats. And so they those didn't have any of those They're, for yeah. a number of months. And, uh. and I had thrown like one got a hole in it, and I threw it out. And then I went to buy some more, and they're like, "Oh, we don't have any more." And they didn't for I I 
like I checked maybe a few months ago, but what I did is I bought some sheet metal and some rivets and just <laughs> and a yeah. riveter and just rivet in and, and repair any holes and, and that's worked okay. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's not the, the best option. Yeah. yeah. Rodents chewing out of bins. Yeah. Is a and that's, risk. I mean, that's a huge thing in, in designing. Um, and thankfully, you know, people have, suffered the ills of poor design prior to us and i think like you can you know Mm -hmm. you can youtube it or or modern day uh internet search it and and get you know kind of the the help you need to but like you said some you know all this supply chain shortage crap that's going on just makes it very frustrating Mm -hmm. you know especially especially like you know when you when you're trying to get feed from your feed store and they can't get their feed and you know i mean yep. it it just kind of affects across the board and and you know i mean I, that's not one of those things where i would like to say like oh yeah well you know when you can't get your feed then it's hard to feed your rodents and your thing but if if you if you can't get feed it's hard for the whoever's producing the rodents that you buy you know frozen thought it's hard for them to do it so then their supply shortages go you know then they have supply shortages so it's you know it's a that's a that's an across the board issue it's not you know um it's not and and i and i i think it it affected me much less because i was breeding my own rodents you know i can you you can feed rodents a lot of things i mean rodents are really good at surviving on you know a lot of a lot of different food items and we had a lot of produce and stuff in the in the garden and so you know you can you can make do even if there's a if they're out of your rodent chow for the for the week or whatever but that's a um, fair luckily it wasn't too bad but yeah i heard a lot of complaining about people ordering uh live you know that it was um difficult to to get any um, you know, the uh, breeding your own rodents, there is some startup costs associated with that. And I'm, especially if you're buying like a new freedom breeder rack or something like that, oh, that yeah. can be quite expensive. I've, I've generally made my Those own. Those are freaking racks. sweet though. I mean, they are. Yeah. You know, that, that is I, a, a nice Ed, Bra- Ed Bradley had a, had a set of those he, and he it was just good, so clean yeah. and so nice and, yeah, I mean, they have done a good job. Now, I have seen, like, you still run into the same issues, but I did see they had some uh, rodent racks that had a, a metal, uh, like a, a metal tube or, or casing around the water lines. So mm. even if you had a rodent that got out, it wouldn't be able to chew up the water lines, which is a pretty ingenious yeah. thing. Yeah, and I thought, well, and I actually went back and did that to my water line, not all of them, but... Um, and I probably should go back and, and improve Finish that a off, bit, yeah, I, exactly. Yeah, because I, I encased uh, my rodent water lines, this kind of the soft flexi tube water with PVC pipe, mm-hmm. and so I, mm-hmm. you know, that that worked out well. But then uh, I, so I had that on the second to the bottom rack because I, I just took out all the lines after they chewed them up. I just took them all out and put everything up in the in the row above. And then encased that in PVC, and it worked, and they weren't chewing it up anymore. But then I put put the lines back again, and then they I thought I had them all captured, but then I had a few more that were still out, and so they chewed up those bottom ones. So again. frustrating! So, gosh, dang it. so yeah, frustrating. I just yeah went out to Mouse Soup this this afternoon and kind of lame, but. So yeah, there is some there is some uh, vigilance. You need to check on them and make sure that things are going well. But Mouse overall, soup. you know, I, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, having the new uh, 
the new non Edstrom <laughs> nozzles. What I can't, I don't, I don't remember. I should probably look that up. But what do they call? What, what were they? They were um, uh, Ag something. Were they Ag Select? Made the yeah. They sold the Edstroms. I don't even know if they sell those anymore. I, I was trying yeah. to find those on on the Ag Select website, and I, I had a really hard time navigating that site anymore. Like I couldn't find the rodent splice because I was looking to buy some of the. Like the shutoff valves and and stuff like that for the end of the line mm-hmm. where you can bleed it if you need to and they I couldn't find those anywhere so I ended up getting some different ones from Triple uh, L but yeah I haven't ordered anything from uh, Ag Select for for a long time yeah, I think it just sucks like you get a larger. piece of shaving up in up in those up in those Estrom valves and it like it it. it 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 it, clog, it doesn't yeah. clog the diaphragm, but it it cocks it oh, like the diaphragm cocks open, and it just it just leaks. Um, it's such yeah. a frustrating, yeah, it's horrible. It's, yeah, it's and horrible. I think I think some so of that is design, like how you design the tub and and that area. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the uh, uh, man, that's such a uh, yeah. freaking. So they just freaking rodent. They're just soup. called. Uh, Rodent drinking valves on Triple L, and I, you know there may they <laughs> may be elsewhere. I, that's the yeah. place that I found them. And somebody recommended I can't remember who recommended those, or I maybe you heard it on a podcast or something. But um, they're 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 spring loaded, so you can't open them and replace parts and stuff like you can with the Edstroms. But man, they've been solid. Like I haven't had any issues with them. Knock on wood. Uh, yeah. You know, aside from rodents chewing on the flexi chewing, valve, yeah, so that's rodents, been really yeah. nice. And uh, yeah, they're. I mean, they're they're three bucks a piece, or you know, two seventy five if you buy ten. I think I bought fifty, so they were two sixty each. But yeah, I, I have plenty on hand yep. in case Extras. I, I need to replace them. But I haven't had to replace any of them. Yeah, I was I was thinking. So you know that does does require a little bit of planning, but I, I make my own racks, and I you know I've 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 had pretty good luck, you know, keeping things contained and keep, and kind of um, filling the space that I need or, or building enough for the number of rodents I need to produce. And I think I have a pretty good balance. Like pretty much anything that needs to be fed gets fed. Um, yeah. And, and back in the day when I was using the Edstroms, like once in a while, you, if you had a leak. That was another thing that you might think about, like, and I haven't done this yet, but I had planned to do this is have, have different rows on different reservoirs. So if they do chew through lines, it only floods or it only, cause, cause just, or back with the Edstroms, like the, uh, when a rodent would flood its cage, all the reservoir would come out into the cage. And mm-hmm. so then you'd have, um, you know, one one cage flooded, but then the rest of the mice were going without water. Water, because right? And of that one flooded cage, and you know, that'll shut down. Yeah. That'll completely shut down production too if they go without water for too long. That does, yeah. That shuts down, mm. ra- ra- uh, especially mouse production. Yeah, hundred um, percent. They can only go like twenty four hours, or they just get messed up for like yeah. three weeks. You know, it takes them a while to to come back again. So usually, I've found that when that happens, I I just kind of euthanize stuff and and replace the breeders and just kind of start fresh again. Yeah. And um, another thing to be aware of is you don't want to bring new rodents into no. a colony, an existing no, colony. No, that's not. like a big no-no. So huge. If you have established colonies, do not find some you know nope. <laughs> other feeders and say, "Oh, I need more mice," and introduce those. So that's the fastest colony, way to colony crash anything. Colony. Oh my god! Yeah. Yep. 
No, that's a hundred percent true. And, and you know, and I don't know how you know. Maybe that's common knowledge, but that's something I wanted to make sure I brought up. Yeah. If you're planning on breeding your own rodents, make sure you don't add new animals from different colonies because no. yeah. they usually have. And you know, we see that in our reptiles too. You know, you you want to quarantine and stuff like that. But I don't know, you know, if corn. I I've never really tried quarantining. Rodents. I just think. I just think I just them. think feeder or, or like lab rodents are so inbred that if you you know mix yeah. from another line, and, and you know I don't know if it's I, I don't know I don't know what it is. You probably probably you know your doctoral degree probably tell me better mm-hmm. than than uh, than I know. But uh, man, they don't they do not do well, and it's a, a shit show. Uh, if you ever do that, it's it, if you run into a problem where your your colonies are crashing and you haven't brought in a new line, it's better to just call everything off and start again with with fresh with fresh animals. Yep. Start that's, over. I mean, yeah. So that's that's a definitely a, a, a downside. Is if you get you know you do have an issue that's you know kind of out of your control you you really you really will pay the price uh, of the reset you know you, you gotta get everything restarted again and then wait for you know wait for your breeders to start producing again which hopefully you can you know hopefully you can get the numbers in there to to kind of get production back up quickly but yeah are you frozen you there okay i thought you froze <laughs> and that that does require you know also uh, some planning if you have to restart you have to have a supply so you have to yeah. know where you're going to get your live rodents from and and that can be tricky as well because you don't want to just buy from anybody necessarily and and lab supply companies i mean we we buy a lot of of rodents for you know the lab in, in our at the university but uh you don't want to uh um you can't get it from them like they're not yeah. going to sell to somebody without a you know federal <laughs> id number or whatever to some university or something like that you might find one but i i have heard of uh um some of these rodent supply companies like selling off their euthanized excess rodents and i know i know ben was uh getting some through somebody you know back east and it's hard to get those though you have to kind mm-hmm. of be in the know and and you yeah. have to take whatever they give you that's an inside track kind asked. of thing yeah 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 you gotta you gotta kind of be close to yep, the, yep. yeah so, yeah yeah good good luck with uh mm-hmm. walking, if, if you say no the then you kind of lose your place and you get booted yeah yeah, yeah. exactly um, but I don't know. I, I do like the, I, I think one other big selling point of breeding your own rodents is that, you know, what's going into your rodents. Yeah, I agree you know, if you're that. buying them from somebody else, they could, they could be diseased. They could have, you know, some other issue going on. And, and, and I mean, some rodent colonies have been shown to transmit different human diseases so if you're mm-hmm. thawing out rodents then you could be exposed to human pathogens potentially as well so um i i did i was talking to one of my uh, friends who's a veterinarian up on campus and he uh keeps falcons so he was telling me a story that uh he was they were breeding there there was this uh, major producer of falcons right and he was supplying like the middle east with falcons and stuff he was he was a breeder in the united states and um and i guess uh he started ha- just the his falcons just their 
production just crashed. Like it was just not going well at all. And uh, he went back to you know the the producer of the quail that he was feeding his falcons, right? And and found that that the the quail breeder was also having issues, you know, producing quail to you know to sell as feeders and so he asked you know he was trying to get to the bottom of it but he, he uh, found out that it was a feed issue that the the feed producer had made a change in their in their feed and uh, that it had um, affected the breeding of the the birds so what they yeah. said was you know what was on the package was not what was going into the feed and so they they found out that they were getting one of the one of the ingredients for the feed um from a some some place that was kind of ch- their quality had lowered and so you know just this chain reaction resulting mm-hmm. in you know no no falcon production and so once they got that fixed and the and the quail producer started buying feed a different feed or or changed their feed um then the quail started breeding better and the falcons therefore started breeding better so those nutrient uh issues can can you know compound and so and you know, I, but to be fa- to be could, fair that can happen whether yeah. you know you, you know that could happen to you as a as a at-home rotor breeder yeah. yeah i mean and mm-hmm. and it certainly could happen to a commercial you know uh commercial yeah. breeder as well so um, but it, but if you but if it's your colony and you see the decline or you see the less you know healthy rodents or something some issue with the rodents you're going to be less inclined to feed those but if they come to you dead in a bag you're not going to know if they were yeah and diseased or something like that you know as long as it's not external and 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 and, and you don't know yeah i mean that's that's that is fair that that you know i i i think one if you catch it um, you know, you, you may not necessarily, you know, how many, how, how, how long did his Falcon, uh, production suffer before he figured out, uh, where, where it was, you know, coming from. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, the, you're still kind of open to that. And, and, and I do, you know, although it's definitely been shown that, um, you know, certain, certain, uh, Viruses and parasite, you know, bacteria and stuff can still, you know, infect an animal even after it's been frozen and and rethawed. Um, you know that 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 euthanasia and then the freezing process is a good barrier um, a lot of times between stuff that you know if you're feeding live could be easily communicated, uh, right from the rodent to the, to the reptile. Um, but I I will, I will uh, respectfully disagree with that. We, we, uh, working in a virus lab, we freeze down our virus supplies and they are quite happy to sit in, you know, frozen conditions for years, if not decades. So sure. Okay. So, so maybe not, maybe not all viruses, uh, but but and certainly and cer- but certainly bacteria don't always respond that way as well you know like you you're you're uh, well 
<laughs> I, I would probably say that's kind of one of those uh, I, okay so myths that's persisted that we we they, you know we think if you phrase it down then it's okay but I would say you'd still run the risk of exposing your animals to pathogens the same risk pathogens. the same risk uh potentially potentially yeah I mean you could just be delaying it or or putting into a kind of a you know, waiting stage, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's probably, uh, I mean, that's hard to say, you know, yeah. but I, I, I mean, I think I, lots of pathogens can do just fine in the freezer. Well, I, I, I guess, <laughs> I guess at a frozen state, you don't see viruses replicating, right? You don't see bacteria replicating in a frozen state. So you're right. Potentially if it's there, you could pass it. Um, but you are talking about, you know, a. uh, uh a pause in viral load or a pause in bacterial load uh, when it's frozen. It doesn't necessarily eliminate it. Um, but, you know, so, okay, well, all right, point taken, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, just one of those other things that I think people think, oh, if I freeze it, then there's no risk. But, you know, there's Well, I did not say that. I did not say that. I did not say that. I think it is a... That's true. But, but That's I do true. think it... I think there is a good, you know, it does provide a barrier that not freezing it doesn't, you know, like, you know, you know, I mean, can we agree there? Well, I mean, potentially, I mean, if you, if you have a, a feeder that's sick, as long as you're not, you know, culling your feeders when they're sick and feeding them to your reptiles, you know, that's probably, um, so... I guess if if you were to take your live rodent and feed it when it was most sick, then yeah, you'd you'd have a greater risk. But if you take your live rodent and cull it and then freeze it when it's most sick, you could have a higher pathogen than if you let that rodent recover and or or die and throw it away. You know, but if it recovers, then it's kicking the pathogen out, and you're not going to have that huge load of pathogen either. So. You know, it just depends on the timing and and your your understanding of things. You know, I, it, it depends on the pathogen. Like some pathogens, you can look healthy and feel good, and you can still be passing on that virus and have a huge viral load. But if you're, uh, you know, and sometimes when you're most symptomatic, the virus is actually decreasing in your body and mm-hmm. so you know it depends on the pathogen it depends on the situation and the timing and a lot of things so there's no easy answer to that i guess which is the case with most things there's no simple yeah. answer but um with with this with this argument i think the simple answer is it's it's better to breed your own rodents <laughs> according to you of course sure no problem yeah what the hell that's the most dr julinder response to anything i've ever heard uh, <laughs> hey i gotta slip it in there somehow all right um yeah i think i'm trying to think i i had another idea but it left my brain so um i need more sleep yes. or something i think i'm coming down with something my, are my coworker you got oh, flu. despite I, I, I guess the uh the vaccine is not working well for flu A, I guess, this year. So the the beauty of some years of vaccine. But yeah. What do you do? Anything else you want to add? You got any other points? Mm, no, I just, I, I think, like, my biggest thing, and this is just, like, so, 
you know, as I've kept different reptiles and different, you know, just the myriad of stuff that I've done in this, the thing that I really, that really like, I don't like about, you know, keeping lots of reptiles is it puts you and not, and not every reptile. I think snakes are a little bit less like this. Lizards are definitely like this. Geckos are like this stuff that has to be fed regularly and kept regularly. It puts you on the clock. It puts you on a schedule. It puts you, you know, and it's like, it's a, it's a, it's a commitment that like, whether you're stupid, your stupid coworker gets you sick or, you know, you, pull your freaking hamstring and you can't walk or whatever that stuff needs to be taken care of and you got to go do it and you just suck it up and get your ass in there and go do it and and i guess that was one that was one of my biggest frustrations with rodents was they absolutely are kind of that top echelon of putting you on the clock of like you have to keep up with this or it's bad so that was kind of like one of the reasons like when you know that was what bothered me the most about breeding rodents was just how how tied to taking care of those rodents I were because you know yeah you could let it slack a little but that has effects down the chain you know for your animals right so like that was my big thing is like man you know it, it's worth it for me to pay uh uh you know. A, a, a rodent producer that I really trust um, to do it and you know that's their full time job and you know they have a business around it and a name and you know I, I don't know it just was easier for me um, and so you know it, 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 it to me it's truly a convenience thing and um, you know a, are you unfreezing me by moving your monitor it always works it always works <laughs> yeah um it is so, it is got a lag but i hear what you're saying yeah, yeah. Um, okay i did i did uh i did remember what i was gonna say so ah. if, if you are <laughs> if you're doing this as a business and you know you want to um lower your production costs i think breeding rodents is a is a good way to do that and to not be beholden to somebody else to kind of have the freedom of having the the feeders you need and i think you see a lot of big breeders that do that you know you see um them having a a feeder feeder barn or whatever like jake uh justin kabilka i think he does have a big free uh breeder set up for rodents and it's huge right to keep up with his collection so either he does that or he's associated with somebody that does that that kind of breeds just for him you know so I think that's uh, you know something to keep in mind, but I mean that's a big production, and and yeah. I think you know it's almost like like y- you have to hire somebody to do mm-hmm. that and stuff. So you know it doesn't make a lot of sense necessarily if you have a small collection or you don't you know if you're not a professional breeder uh, to to breed your own animals. So you know I think for my collection I could probably go either way. Um, oh. One of my least favorite things to do is thaw rodents. It sucks because you got to have some, you know, depending on how many animals you're feeding, you got to have some giant bucket full of warm water and it takes, you know, hours. And then you got these floppy, wet, sopping wet rodents, dead rodents, you know, that you got to dry off or whatever and, and feed to your animals. I hate it. I really, really hate it. So I think breeding rodents just takes away that issue, and I don't have to mess with it. So So I will give you that wet rodents stick to... (laughs) 
substrate and like I don't yeah. I don't like that aspect of it. I don't like thawing a rodent and you've thawed it in too warm a water for too long and when you have a snake that is aggressive and it hits that thing and that thing just explodes, explodes. all over the place yeah. and it's gross like yeah. I will I will I will agree with you'll, you on that point. Yeah. To that. yeah. But yeah. at the same time I mean, you so know. So what do you do? Do you, do you just throw them in the bucket? And yeah, so I, I put, I, I bag them, I bag them, and then uh, I'll oh, put them, you know, put them in the sink. The I'll, bags I'll, always leak, don't yeah, they? The bags do leak a lot yeah. of times. I mean, I've, you know. Fit, oh, so that goes back to the wife thing. Then you're putting it in your sink, you know, and, and, and that's, like, oh, my daughter's. Get this crap out of my house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, that, they don't want to go in that, there and find a bunch of thawing rats in their, fr- yeah. in their sink well, or their bathroom. But my wife also hated me breeding rodents. Like, that was, I mean. Yeah. You know that's not a popular that's not a popular thing to the wife <laughs> and, and, and kids as well. That's so, a good point. Um, oh, know, we had and, one one uh, landlord that was really cool, and we we moved to this place, and and I I said, hey, I have rodents, you know, I need to, and and he's like, you can keep them indoors, and so we kept the rodents in the house, which was terrible, you know. Yeah, it, it, it didn't last long. We found a place outside to to put them in a shed and, you know, hate that and such. But in the, you know, during that time, like, you know, as long as I kept up on the cleaning, it was, wasn't too bad. And I had to vent it out the window and stuff. But yeah, there were some days where it's like, my wife would not be happy. Heidi would be like, get down there and clean those stinky things. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I I definitely feel like just, you know, buying, buying frozen thawed and keeping them in, you know, its own freezer in the garage. My wife doesn't have to like, you know, the worst she deals with is a bag of rodents that gets thawed out in the sink. Um, and you know, fed off and, you know, um, yeah. You know, she's she's a lot cooler with that than you know the smell or or dealing with a garage full of live rodents. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And I will say, like, you know, I'd rather be married than have a rodent colony. So if it came down to it, I would probably be okay to buy. You know, word up <laughs> and, and word up. Yep. So yeah, you gotta you gotta know what's best for you in your own situation. So yeah. I'm I'm very fortunate right now, and it's working out. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not going to say it's working out great right now because we escaping. But yeah, so, but you know, overall, over the last twenty years, it's it hasn't been bad. It's it's worked out pretty well, and I've been pretty happy with uh, breeding rodents. So, yeah, I think I brought up all my topics. Any, yeah, any other uh, things you can think of in regards? I'm to spent. Yeah, that's I'm spent. It's a it's a good topic. I mean, I think I think anybody getting into this needs to kind of consider that. You got to know mm-hmm. where your feeders are coming from. And you know, when you mentioned the the lizards, I having crickets and things, that was yeah, a big it. pain. I yeah. hate crickets. Crickets die so easy and they're yeah. they stink. They can stink worse than rodents sometimes, yeah. you know, if that's So and, I and like and I, Shipping them here in the winter, it was yeah. a nightmare, you know. So if, I went I, from I went from eating the cost of like, you know, buying like thousand crickets at a time and keeping them in a tub and feeding them off mm-hmm. to just going to the to to the reptile store and oh, buying man. what I need and and it's cost me more, but it's like 
I don't yeah, have tons of loose crickets. I do, like it's like yeah. way better that way, and it's like you don't have a lot of die offs. Yeah, so I I don't know, man. There's there's a part of me that's like geckos are cool, and you know reptiles are cool, but snakes are nice and easy. And, and yeah, uh, they are. Yeah, that does. You know, like, that is a good point. But I mean, uh, having having a roach colony, you know, the dubia colony, and and I've actually thrown in some. Uh, mealworms into the roach colony, and now I've got a a, du- a double you know feeder uh, yeah. supply, so well, I can and, and I can pull mealworms and dubias out of there. Those stupid dubias roaches, you can get every... sensitive to those. Is like there's yeah, I mean, that's true. I feel like yeah, there's a I caveat to all of kind there of the is. feeder kind <laughs> of like you know what I mean. Yeah. You know what I mean. Oh, so yeah. I do know what you mean, and I and I agree. I mean. I think there's there's a downside to just about anything you can do. So as yeah. long as the good outweighs the bad, and you know, hopefully the things that we've brought up will kind of clue you into some of the challenges or some of the downsides or some of the upsides of you know what what both sides, so you can make the best choice for you and your collection. Uh, I guess that's the best thing you can do is just think about what you're doing and, and do the best for you and your family and. Um, whatever situation you're in, I do remember when I was a, a kid, my my uncle would, you know, this was back in the '80s, so you know, I don't think you could get away with this anymore. But my uncle would give me the uh, the control mice from the studies, and so he would bring. I, I would pick up like 30 mice from his house, you know, and the, and, uh, I was so happy to get, you know, free mice from, from this source, you know, and back in the, I probably should have set up a colony cause these were, these were good, uh, you know, labs. Good, good labs. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, that's uh, a, yeah. I think the statute of limitations is passed and he's retired anyway. So I don't know what anybody could do to yeah, him. Yeah. Those, those, <laughs> those studies are shelved by now. I don't think, yeah, uh, yeah. And I did like of... when I was uh, in grad school. I was able to get some of the frozen, you know, the the controls that were mm-hmm. euthanized, humanely euthanized, and frozen down. I could get some of those out of the, for, for especially from like the behavior lab or something. You know, they, those rats were gold, man. They were like free rodents, you know, that were prime large rats and for free. So, so what is it? So, so if you were to like try to purchase um, laboratory strain rodents, what does that require? Like, do you have to have a, is there a license for that? Or you, you, I mean, is it like you have to represent them? I mean, how do they, are they like, I think you need, I think a, a big part of it is you have to have like protocols in place for ethical treatment of the animals. You have to be mm-hmm. a legitimate, you know, um, over there needs to be some oversight. You need to be adhering to government policies and things like that. And I think that's why rodent supply companies just don't supply to to uh, private individuals anymore because there's just too much of a risk of something. You know, some some bad press or something mm-hmm. occurring. Uh, you know, this, this what? lost really? their mind and re- released a bunch of rats and mice into the streets or something you know and release and ratatouille like, exactly ratatouille uh um <laughs> that's what you got loose right now fucking ratatouille oh my gosh that yeah, motherfuckers that, those, those things are yeah they're gonna be the death of me here um uh. I think I, I think I've got I'm not I yeah I'm not gonna say it because I probably don't have it under control but yeah. well we'll f- tune in next week to find 
exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we can talk about it on the holiday show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I, I think that that was a good discussion. Yeah, that was that's good discussion. That's yeah. a wrap. Feeders are uh, an important consideration in in this hobby for sure. Anything Definitely that eats other animals. So definitely all right well you listening to anything good or or seeing it what do you i the holiday show was i fantastic. mean obviously that i caught the holiday fun. show yeah that was yeah. that was good the uh you know i gotta always... clear the air though ah. freaking nipper man he's he's saying i'm listening to taylor swift and country music yeah like, dude what what is he t- was yeah. there i don't and know then, and then you know my then, playlist there's no and, country or yeah, taylor there's swift not anywhere no, no, no. near my playlist. i feel i feel so i, I do feel like he misrepresented you a little bit i agree with that <laughs> oh, and and then, and then he's bagging on burritos. I'm like, dude, oh my gosh, like, yeah, those you, burritos were fantastic. Have you they were been big. to? Br- have you eaten British food? Some of it's horrible. He's not gonna. <laughs> yeah. He's not gonna tell me that. I mean, and first of all, like he needs to come to San Diego, and it's it's really tacos that like I think you need to eat yeah. tacos, burritos. There's nothing wrong with a, a good California oh, burrito. I love it, but burrito. but you know what. I don't think Nipper gets to comment. You know what I mean? Those no, those He's burritos out of that we ate. Yeah, those burritos that we ate were fantastic. Yeah, yeah. no, no outer conus folks need to. Yeah. Need to <laughs> yeah. they can't fuss about it. He no, can just yeah. have his English breakfast. You know, <laughs> outer conus. <laughs> He's out of conus. Yeah. Um, and and uh, you know he didn't mention what kind of music he listens to or he oh, wanted yeah. us to. It's oh, like yeah. this is what the, the what do you even call it? It's like techno. Yeah. I'm like no. What, what did he say? What Swedish year old man goes. What did he say? Swedish death techno or something? Is that what he listens to? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean he muzzes. You know what? what? How do, what kind of dance is a muzz? I you know I think he might have demonstrated it, but it was like. Oh man, people in glass houses, you know. Yeah, yeah. I definitely, I definitely uh, feel niche. like he. I feel niche, like he niche. set himself up uh, with oh, his airing did. of grievances, and then, <laughs> and then I, I, you know, I, I have to admit that in the chat, I he was uh, yeah. responding to something, and his grammar was horrible. How can a man <laughs> who criticizes English? You know, uh, yeah. vernacular uh, have a grammar. Yeah, yeah. You, you gotta, yeah. you gotta, you gotta tighten up yeah, there. You, it, it's, it's <laughs> again back to the throwing stones issue. Yeah, yeah I, I yeah. totally agree. I totally agree. But I, so I love Nipper. He's he's a wonderful guy. Of course, he's, I think it's of course. I think it's part of his persona. You know, he's got to yeah. be the grumpy old man or something. Well, but like he's a very lovely individual. I really enjoyed hanging out with him. I was kind of, you know. I I don't know what it is. It's like, you know, you see these personalities online and you and you kind of prejudge a little. You're like, "Oh man, can I spend a week with this guy? If he, is he going to be like this the whole week?" And, you know. And and you know, Nipper did did throw a little shade or whatever you want to say. It was it was entertaining, you know. It's but, all it's all it's, talking shit. It's all talk. It's yeah, all for sure. It's all yeah, talking shit. He's a lot of fun. Yeah. He's a he's of a very good person. I really Yeah, I, I I mean, I uh, I hope you, nobody you ever find- yeah, I, I I love to talk the shite. Uh, you know, I, I uh, <laughs> yeah. my my background is yeah. nothing but hazing and shit talking. So, um, you know, I I know oh, yeah. I know I exactly where Nipper's coming from. Trip, man. You're, oh you're, yeah, you're, come on, man! Like uh, you're throwing the shade, yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, that I I think uh, Nipper's one of, one of my favorite people. He's he's great. So, um, and I mean, even that, when he's that, muzzing. 
Even when he's muzzing, I could I could watch Nipper muzz and that. Would as be long as time. Nipper muzzes and he buzzes and he's happy, yeah. I'm good. And I mean, I don't know. I I this whole you know you got to pronounce it the right way. As long as people know what you're talking about, maybe I think we had this discussion right with Justin uh, with Schmitty, yeah, and uh, talked about you know how how to pronounce things or what to use like scientific names or whatever and. You know, as long as we can communicate, you know, I don't have to say breadily to, for you to know that I'm talking about breadily. I can say breadily and you know oh, I'm great. Now we're going to piss Iper off. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Here we go. And I think these people that stay up late trying to correct people on how they're pronouncing things. I mean, I get it. You know, if you're saying papayan uh, python, then maybe you it would be kind of more humane to correct that person and say it's actually papuan or papuan or however you want to say it. I mean, papayan's a little bit of a stretch or lesser s- Sudan. <laughs> lesser Sudan is awesome. <laughs> that was, that's awesome. I was I, I, I say was, you let that go. I I think that's that's <laughs> Oh, I was, I was like in you the say. If, as long as you know, it's it. I let them roll with lesser. No, I, Sudan. I think that's where I think that's. It is way lesser because, Sudan. Way lesser <laughs> yeah, Sudan. Like, yeah, it's a little bit far afield from Sudan. So yeah. I think that one's worth worthy of a correction. I, I side with with Nipper on that one, but uh, you know when they were when I listened to that show, I'm like lesser sudan come on guys what are you doing <laughs> i thought that was pretty entertaining yeah, so that was good yeah, kudos there. that was good and i i thought it was really funny when iper was was complaining about something and, and eric's like well who's the one who threw the barbecue with no meat and no you know fire or whatever it didn't didn't plan that very well did you and he made the comment i know we're not dave uh Kaufman, but because <laughs> I guess Dave saw quite a few monitors and had a nice little barbecue at the Ipers, so <laughs> it's uh, funny. Yeah, those Aussies, man, they they go for the big names, you know, the the Tom Crutchfields and the Dave the Crutchfields. <laughs> Guys like us, we get no respect. You know, yep. we don't have a, a thriving YouTube channel or or uh, you know, anyway. I'm, I'm happy being small potatoes. Yeah. But it, but the the holiday show was very entertaining. Oh yeah, and man, Mister Personality of the Year for you know, yeah, Lucas's selection. Well, I I'm, I I'm among I, royalty, man. That's man. awesome. <laughs> Come on, you know me. I don't think of myself that way. And and uh, I, you I, are I, blushing. Yeah. You are blushing. Oh my god, I'm not <laughs> yeah. blushing right now. That's ridiculous. But no, I I feel like I feel like I I beat out Doctor Loafman. You know what I mean? I figured Lucas would be you know. Dr. Loafman would be his man of the year, but but no. So I, I mean, I'm definitely. I think to be and, fair, he was last year. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's I, he's working down the list. Um, but but the fact yeah, that I'm yeah. on the list that's that's pretty that's pretty awesome. And I mean, you know, I don't I don't think of myself as as uh, that. You know, like whatever. I, you know, I'm not. I don't you, see myself you know who the does. way. You know who does? Your your co-host does. Ah, that's awesome. That's awesome. You're you're the man. You're the man. Ah, And I, you know, I I, I agree. Lucas is right. You got the personality. You got the fire. It's it's a lot of fun podcasting with you, man. Well, I appreciate that. I I feel the same way. I I don't. uh, I think I think we're uh, peas and carrots, bro. Peas and carrots. Yep. Yeah, this so. is a good good mix. They, yeah. they were right. We have some good chemistry. Good mix. Yeah, so. I agree with yeah. that. 
Yeah. And hey, can we just take a minute to talk a little shit about being number two in hey. the network? <laughs> Hey. We did it. We we we, Sorry, we fell short last year. Uh, we were number <laughs> yep. three Luke last and year. Jason, we're we're number two. We yeah. now sit at the right hand of the Podfather. <laughs> that's that's correct. Yeah, we gotta bask in that glory. Who knows how long it'll last? But yep. <laughs> I think I think we got a little lucky there because Luke had a. They had a he and his wife had a baby, and so he's been busy a little more with that. But oh man, I was watching his uh, latest YouTube video. He did some herping and caught a few. <laughs> he had some fun uh, captures of some sandies, some sand guanas. So that was a lot of fun to watch. But yeah, check out his YouTube page. He he does some cool stuff. I'm, I'm yeah. blanking on the name, um, Luke. Uh, Oh, his YouTube. What he's he calls his Beaches YouTube. Scaly Beast. I, I could probably look it up, but yeah, Beaches right? Scaly Beast. Yep. Yeah. yeah. He do, he does a really good YouTube page, so yeah. check him out. Agreed. Enclosures. Agreed. Uh, yeah, he does well, a good job. Thanks to um, Luke's baby, we're number two. So appreciate that, <laughs> baby. Well done. It's a good. Well that's done. That's a good baby. Yeah. That's a cute, good baby. Kid, so. That's right. <laughs> that's well, right. But. That's you you right. focus on that child now. You yeah, don't, don't be, let don't up, be man. Trying to You're get a parent the, now. The, you've got exactly. you've got things to do. Responsible people to raise. <laughs> yeah. Chuck and I, we're almost empty nesters. You That's know? correct. We can, we can I'm close to death. I need this. I need this. Podcast. You know, like this That's is. Right. That's yeah. right. That's right. We're, this is all that I'm hanging the, on we, for. Honestly, you know. <laughs> I we don't might get, as well be those two old Muppets, you know. The, I might the, die if I don't get number two again next year. That's right, yeah. We got to stay on top, man. We gotta, but, you and know, we're going to have I, to step up our game because Eric is stepping up his game. So um, the, the, that was one right. of his comments right. was that he felt, that, felt like he's been editing too many podcasts that are not of, of, of <laughs> MPR and uh, – and I agree with that because, yeah. goddamn, he's got a lot of podcasts uh, under his belt right now. He does, yeah. yeah. I he, think. Uh, I mean that that was probably a good he, thing to step. He down went. From he went from collecting there. every carpet he possibly could get his hands on to collecting every <laughs> podcast he could possibly get his hands on, and oh, now he's yeah. like, I would just want to focus a little bit, you yeah. know? I want to focus on That's my right. podcasts. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> And it's good to hear uh, our buddy uh, Dustin Gron is taking over on the Gecko podcast. That's a nice, that's a good fit, yeah. and I'm looking forward to listening to that. So yeah, yeah, and and uh, I will say for our holiday show next week, Dustin will be joining us, um, yeah. as well as our uh, other uh, fellow Herper uh, on that on that Arizona trip. We're getting the band back together, and Steve Sharp will be there too. So. Tops, man. Tops, it'll be. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, yeah. my That'd favorite peeps. Crew. So, yep. yeah, there yeah. is. I don't know if there's a. Well, I'm sure there's good hey, company out there, but I, that's my faves. Yeah. And I mean, Dustin's getting his kudos, man. He, he's getting getting uh, the. the uh, kudos for what he's done he's he's what the the recognition that's the word i'm struggling here for that he's getting the recognition he deserves man that and guy is the man can <laughs> we right? just say how yeah. butthurt is somebody that they didn't find price eye wow <laughs> yeah oh and 
<laughs> Scott's uh, comment about he he should have worked it harder. Yeah, seen, see, like, see, we worked it hard. I mean, we were we were uh, we were there at the crack of dawn. We were there pretty much all day looking for price eye. We about got heat stroke looking, you know, and and mate, uh, you know, and mate, I mean, it was Chuck who found it. It was Chuck who found it. There you go, man. There you go. You got to take your kudos too. Not only did Dustin whoop him on the price eye, it was the new, it was the new tosser in the group who found it. Ouch. That's like a double whammy. Oh no, no, that was, that was well-deserved, man. That's not an easy, they're not easy. They're not easy to, I mean, you know, yep. You Even gotta, if you're standing over top of them, oh my you know, gosh, you might miss them. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you got to have Chuck there with you, or else they, you're gonna miss it. They entirely. buzz, and then you muzz. <laughs> we were muzzing that day, that's for sure. Word. A double muzz. A yeah, double Steve muzz. found the second one, and we basically passed by it. So I think you need somebody to flush them. So yeah. apparently on, on that trip, I was the flusher. Yeah. I would flush them out, and then whoever was behind me could find uh, the cool stuff. So That's a fair statement. Anyway, That's yeah. a fair statement. Hey, yeah. I, I, we were Montaine muzzing on that right? trip. I mean, it's yeah. a, that's right. That was, a, that was the, the triple knockout, you know, yeah. the, the trio. That was a good trip. Yeah. So. We'll do it again. I, I mean the 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 Willard the Willard eye was a little bit of a yeah. That's I mean it was good to see. I mean it was cool to see. But again, a team you know, effort. You know, a team he, effort. He wasn't in a our team not necessarily on our direct team, but he, he was, wasn't in he our group. But he was right on our team. Area. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the right time. Yeah, yeah that's right. Because we we pointed a claw out to him, so he yeah. returned the favor with a Willard eye. So it worked. Yep. Well, anything else? Uh, good out there that people need to check out this week yeah i've been super busy i haven't had too much else i i listened to the holiday show um same yeah yeah i I haven't i i've just been in uh doing too much doing too much do less i've been listening to books lately so i need yeah books on tape to get into a few more podcasts but uh yeah yep Nice. Yeah, it looks like Jordan Russell did an interview on Project Herpeticulture. So that oh, nice. I'll listen to that. He goes back a ways, huh? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Used to be into the the Morelia as well. Yeah. He was a. I guess you can check out my episode. They released that uh, last week on. Oh December yeah. Second. So if you want to listen to me blather on on Animals at Home Network on the Project. Of course I do. Of course I out. do. Um. Yeah. 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 You ready for the holidays? Christmas. Okay. You're just ready to go skiing. I believe I am. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm ready for a little break. That'll be nice. It's. Uh, it's always fun to hang out with the family. We got to pick up Ashley yesterday, so that was really fun, and surprise her with a little early Christmas present. We <laughs> there was this. Uh, poster outside of Heidi's office and it, uh, her, her there was like you know it's like university propaganda posters or whatever like students doing <laughs> university <everything>. propaganda <laughs> posters so. oh my god that's hilarious <laughs> hey I mean he, there, there's some of that out there anyway it's yeah. this it was this kid I guess he, he the Ashley found him attractive and he's like oh, no. in the crowd of a 
crowded basketball game and he's doing the double point, you know, at the camera, like, you know, and, and this intense stare. And, and so Ashley loved that poster. And every time we'd go past it, we'd like point at him. You know, like, <laughs> uh, it yes. was kind of funny. And yes. so anyway, uh, they took that poster down and replaced it with some redhead kid eating an ice cream cone. <laughs> so she was really <laughs> upset bummed. about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, Heidi went to uh, one of her coworkers who was kind of in charge of that area or whatever, and he found got the file of that picture. And so we oh printed out this, gosh. like, four by four foot by like two and a half foot poster of this kid pointing and, and put it in her room. So when she got home from Costa Rica, he, he was there in her bedroom pointing at her. So that's she hilarious. walked in and she it was, it was so cute. She like, she was so surprised that she was just laughing and crying and hugging us. It was, it was great. It was yeah. a fun, nice. fun reunion. It's always nice. nice to have the kids back. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's weird having grown up kids like isn't it out and doing it totally doing their is. own things and ah, yeah yeah it's 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 fun to see them blossom though they're doing really well so yep Word. we're uh, we're we're ready for uh, a nice holiday together Kate Kate comes home next week as well so we'll have Kate back and then we'll have the whole whole crew back in the house for. Uh, couple weeks anyway and then ashley's shipping out to the midwest somewhere i think she's going mm. up to like michigan or michigan iowa, iowa or something like that one of those one of those places crazy states yeah. yeah she's gonna go assemble sheds for like sam's club or something so yeah it should be interesting sheds oh like sheds oh like okay like i had sheds. the wrong sheds yeah. i'm not like shed skins yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's yeah. weird it's like and and she's getting Reptile paid really leather well, face. so she's yeah. <laughs> she'll be she'll be out for I guess maybe a few weeks, and then she's going to go visit a friend, you know, out in Alabama. So she's just going all over the place. But good times, I guess. That's the joys of being young and having your whole life ahead of you instead of old and and near to the grave like me and Chuck are. That's right. <laughs> so. Holding on to number two. It's all I got to live for. <laughs> yeah. So. All right, my friend. I think uh, we've done it. We've recorded another episode, and hopefully, you guys, a listener out there, has gotten uh, something out of it. So, thanks for listening to us. We we appreciate you guys for supporting us. We appreciate the people who've uh, sent in suggestions and keep them coming. We'll get get you on. We've got a few cool guests uh, lined up for the new year. Um, so I'm I'm excited to have some some new uh, new names on the the podcast and, nice. and uh, some recognizable people on the podcast. It's going to be a fun time. So thanks again for uh, listening to us. I guess we'll shout out the NPR Network, the illustrious Podfather, and the Mac and Wookie at his side, uh, just pumping out the shows and just doing the Herp community a huge service. So. Uh, we really appreciate you guys. You're the you're the best. So, thanks for hosting our fun little podcast and um, check them out on NPR uh, Pythons dot com. I should really uh, know that better before I start talking about it. I'm sorry, Eric. I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you know where to find the guys. So, yeah. Um, Yep. So, yeah, we'll we'll catch you next week with our holiday show and and uh thanks for listening this week and uh we'll
Catch you soon. Don't get drunk at your Christmas party. Fight Club. <laughs>